Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, a little notify bell next to make sure you always get your new Going In Raw notifications. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers over that there. We do. Uh, and today is a dollar hot dog day. No, it's dollar bonus episode day. Oh, man, you got me excited for a moment. I didn't bring you lunch today. so. Uh, yeah, I apologize for that. I know hot dogs are... I love hot dogs, man. I like hot dogs. I love too. dollar patrons, too. And today, uh, we have a bonus episode that dollar patrons can watch. We did get a couple new patrons from over the weekend, the SummerSlam weekend. Uh, we'll go ahead and give them some love mm-hmm. right now. Let's see here. Uh, starting on Saturday, uh, Paul Sachs, Hyper Lee, Alexander Rose, Chris Kubako, Internet Jargon, Ricky Lawrence, and Maximus Bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, so, yeah, uh, SummerSlam is in the books. Our SummerSlam review is available right now on right the now. channel. You can check it out. Yes, please. Wherever you find podcasts as well. Um, uh, also, our TakeOver Toronto review is up now as well. We did a Saturday night. However, one uh, a little bit of information that uh, was released after the conclusion of our, uh, our recap was a little dot-com video. Uh, showing what could be interpreted as uh, Johnny Gargano's goodbye to NXT. So he's in the ring. Candice comes out. He's waving. Thank you, Johnny Chance. The only reason I saw it, because I saw it on my Twitter timeline from WWE NXT with a hand clap emoji. Thank you, Johnny. Mm-hmm. So even they were kind of presenting it as Johnny's goodbye to NXT. He goes at the top of the ramp, for those who haven't seen it, with Candice. Uh, Regal comes out. Shakes his hand, embrace. Regal raises his hand. I think he does this. He leaves. Gargano's on the ramp. He's having the crowd chant NXT at him. <laughs> um, I mean, it seemed like all right. You're on your way. You're on your way up, Johnny. I didn't. I never believe it for a second, man. Here's, here's the thing, dude. They, they can't. They they literally. If if things remain the same, which I kind of doubt they will, but if things remain the same, 
these call-ups happen at Vince's whim. There, there is no time to plan out uh, a, a big to-do like this. I just think that they got well. Apparently, that's it, it, that's that's actually true because Cage Side Seats has this Johnny Gargano's curtain call moment at Takeover Toronto was just something William Regal wanted to do to honor him. According to Triple H, who said it wasn't meant as a signal that he's definitely leaving NXT. The game didn't rule out a call-up either, though. He can't rule out a call-up. Do you know why? Because Vince could decide tomorrow morning or to this morning that he wants Gargano on. Well, here's the thing, it's though. Nine, it's 9.45 in the morning Pacific time. They go live at 5 p.m. They have until, like, 4.59 yeah, to, to, to figure I'm out sure. if Vince is going to call I'm somebody sure up. Johnny's in Toronto still. If not, he lives in Cleveland, I think. That's a short, probably, like, two-hour flight back to Toronto. If Vince wanted him called up, he would have been called up by now because he had his opportunity with uh, with Champa back when they yeah. were called up with the Big Four, yeah. and it didn't happen. He probably saw him, looked at how tall he was, and was like, "Oh, it's still, no, it's still." And no, I understand, no, all that. No. It's still historically speaking, when that moment happens in an NXT ring, that person's up to the main roster. It's just, it's just kind of interesting that they would uh, uh, throw that out there. Um, if that were not the case, you know, because that sets expectations. When you, yeah, if you but, set aside the realities of Johnny's situation in NXT and what the realities may be for him on the main roster, which is nebulous at best, just historically speaking, basically every time we've seen that, that person within a matter of maybe a month gone from NXT. So when I know, I, I totally get what you're saying. Uh, when it was, when it's several members, this is my, the, the, this is where I draw the line. When there's several members of the roster, and Gargano, Gargano, Gargano obviously has been there forever. And he could totally get called up at any time because he's done everything there is to do in NXT. Uh, when you have the moment when it's Dream and Aleister Black and Ricochet in there, and they're all like hugging and stuff, and they're kind of doing the the Madison Square Garden curtain call, this incident uh, just in a just in a vacuum, just this one. I mean, he's in there selling his injuries. The crowd starts chanting, "Thank you, Johnny!" Just getting up in the moment, you know. And they send Candice out there. She's his wife. Of course, he's gonna go check on him. And then Regal steps out there. Now, the Regal thing, yes, might have symbolized a little bit of that. But I don't know. It also just sort of like, man, look at what this dude. Hey, Johnny, I just deemed this stipulation to be one of the most dangerous matches we've seen in NXT. That's on me. So even that kind of, I don't know. None, none of, to me, it didn't really feel too much like, goodbye, you're out of here. But that's just me. I know a lot of people took it that way. I totally yeah. get it. But I don't know. These days, just understanding how these call-ups work, man, I, I don't take anything I don't take any. I, I don't take any of that stuff. Like, look at the street profits right now. They're doing double duty. They're playing uh, the two old men from the Muppets on Raw. Meanwhile, in NXT, they still have the ch the tag championships. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't put any faith in what well, here's happens the thing. on he, NXT in he, terms. Here's of potential, at least for Raw, that if Heyman is for the most part calling the shots on Raw, things could change. Exactly. Yeah. And if he thinks, oh, I got a storyline in place for a Gargano, where he's the one. Oh, never mind. Brock lost the belt. Uh, where he can have a program with Seth for that universe top. Pulling stuff out. Yeah, sure, of course. Posterior here. Um, uh, I got a story for him. Impactful debut. Let's get, you know, let's let's get his curtain call here in NXT out of the way, and then onward and upward to Raw. Mm -hmm. Just hypothetically speaking. Yeah, uh, I understand the point about Vince. You know, everything's based on his whims. But if Heyman, at least for Raw, uh, has a, the degree of sway we're led to believe, at least when it pertains to Raw, that could change. Mm -hmm. No. Now, now, like if Vince goes to, to Heyman and says, oh, we're calling up Gargano, mm -hmm. then at least partially still to Vince's whims because he's still making the call one way or the other if that happens, but he's not at the fore creatively in terms of introducing 
in this case, Gargano. So hopefully, ideally, you won't be getting a slideshow or a video package. That's honestly... We'll actually get an impactful debut. That's my biggest thing, man. I want to go back to when Kevin Owens was coming out and it was a big surprise, you know, open challenge or whatever. I want, like, storyline-motivated stuff, man. I'm so... I, I was so... Like, honestly, Aleister Black and Ricochet and Gargano and Champa are four of the all-time NXT guys. You know, like, all-time. I know Ricochet really wasn't there that long compared to the others, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, they were, they were all-timers. And for them to be introduced with the slideshow presentation was freaking treasonous, man. That's horrible. That that was terrible. That's pretty lousy. And Triple H even looked like his soul died a little bit when he had to come out there and do that. Yeah, I know. That was terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I, I mentioned this either on the show yesterday or on the live stream. I forget what. But looking at that, uh, the Jericho uh, video about yeah, how yeah, he debuted yeah, yeah. is like, man, every call up should at least have that level of thought placed into it. Like, man, we're bringing him over from like a whole different territory, a yeah, whole different that company. Should be, that should be the, the mindset. Sadly, it's not for the most yeah, part. Yeah. Sadly, it is not. Karen mentioned that Ricochet was there long enough to be considered a mainstay. Yeah, it just it felt like it wasn't that long. But the time goes by pretty quick. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, it seems like he's uh, until Vince decides otherwise. I think, dude. I honestly think if NXT is seriously going to get is it's going to expand to two hours, it's On going Fox to Sports, it's going to need people like Gargano to stick around. I, and I think he's just the perfect. I mean, he's the perfect fit. He's he's so perfect in NXT. That dude is a walking five star match. Mm-hmm. You know, like he needs to be in the place where that stuff is emphasized. And I'm not talking sadly. I'm not talking about two hundred five. Um, yeah, 205 doesn't emphasize at all. And 205, honestly, should be rolled up into a two-hour NXT also. Mm-hmm. So, and, be the way and, to do it. And on top of that, like to have Gargano be a foundational piece, if 205 does show up in NXT yeah, on Fox Sports of, 1. All sorts of interesting new matchups then. Man, I mean, that'd be absolutely killer. One thing, I don't know if we ever discussed this in any of the Fox Sports 1 uh, talk for NXT. This is somewhat off subject, but regardless, we'll talk That's about fine. it now. Uh if you take NXT off the network, I know that's routinely within on you know in terms of the ratings top five. Yeah, sure. Um, is that going to lessen the value proposition for subscribers? And then now I understand there's a wealth, an absolute wealth of wrestling on the network, even if you take off NXT. But in terms of current day product, NXT is the absolute draw, week in to week out, pay per views notwithstanding. I think the monthly. I, th- I, th- I think it's a good question to ask. Personally, like I kind of feel like the draw is the monthly main roster pay per views. I mean, I think if you, if if WWE simply came out and said, "Hey, bargain deal, you guys give us ten dollars a month, and we'll give you all the pay per views uh, for that price every month," that's enough. Oh, that's, then, that's a good deal. Everything yeah. else, but I don't necessarily think NXT is the draw of the network. I mean, I am NXT's like biggest fan. Well, maybe not the biggest fan. Uh, but I'm a huge, huge, yeah, huge fan of NXT. I don't see you in full sale every month, Steve. <laughs> I'm no Kyle. No. I'm no Kyle. You're definitely no Kyle who somehow gets the same seat every set of taping. <laughs> um, and so, You're not even that older lady who's, who's there more often than not. <laughs> I'm no Karen. And I, I'm not talking about Karen. I know who you're talking about. I yes. forget her name. Karen knows her name. Um, but, uh, but I am a huge fan of NXT. And if NXT disappeared from the network, even if I didn't do this for a living... It, it, I, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Like, yeah. I, I do. I love, I love the vault and I love the pay-per-views. I just wonder, you know, the, I, I'm, I, I don't know what percentage of Miss of, Anita. That's who he was referring yes, to. Miss Anita. Yes. <laughs> um, there's, I, I, I wonder 
and it could be a very small percentage and, and if that's the case then it's not really a huge deal for them a percentage of people who may be burnt out creatively of the main roster product but still really likes nxt and 75 percent of the reason they have a network subscription is because they really like nxt and want to follow that product yeah oh i, th- I th- look i think there's plenty of people out there who the main draw is nxt i just don't think it's like overwhelming. It's going to do like a lot of people speculate. It's going to do a lot of damage. And on top of that, what if by October here, this is, this is a big thing. What if by October, because there's like, if people like NXT, generally speaking, they're going to like a more niche product, a more wrestling based product. If by October we have evolve progress and ICW, and that mm. might be a big, if, if we have those three things on the network, on a weekly and monthly yeah, basis, that could make up for. then that's, I mean, that should, I would think if they dude, if they try to make evolve the, the next NXT, well, it's NXT's NXT, NXT's NXT, then I don't know, man. I think, I think you're opening up the, uh, the, the crowd that is in it for, Hey, who's on the horizon. I want to see the best wrestling. I want to see maybe a bit of an edgier product, I think that they're going to stick around for that. So I think that would be a wise move for the WWE to hop on that, start uh, start using that program, using that programming to uh, to keep those people around. I think that'd be entirely possible. Wonderful, entirely possible. Anyways, speaking of uh, something that's entirely products. possible, <laughs> SmackDown's going to Fox. That's not just entirely possible; it's going to happen. Oh yeah, and they're declaring. Uh, SmackDown's debut on Fox, of course, happening October fourth. It's SmackDown's twentieth anniversary celebration. I don't know if that how how that is, how that, how close it is to the actual date. It was August. It was so, I think I want to say it was around now in August. I know I think Ross. I want to say from Cultaholic had the, like so they're the a couple date. months off of the actual celebration. Anyways, you, uh, don't, you don't celebrate your wedding anniversary a couple months off from uh, when it actually happened. Not often, no. <laughs> I know I don't. Uh-uh. I can't think of any, uh, any any birthday anniversary anything to that effect that I I tend to celebrate two months after the fact. <laughs> so, anyways, of course they're, uh, they're not Ross. Never mind. They're pulling out all the stops for SmackDown 20th anniversary first episode on Fox TV. Mm. Uh, this is what they just say in their press release: "Quote W Superstars past, of course, and present will be at hand, on hand at Staples Center to celebrate the occasion, including WB Hall of Famers Kurt Angle." Lita, yeah, late August, okay. Mick Foley, Booker T, uh, Hulk Hogan, brother, Trish Stratus, Goldberg, Jerry the King Lawler, Mark Henry, Ric Flair. Oh, and Sting. Oh, cool. Sting's going to be there. Um, this is what Vince had to say about the whole thing. Quote, SmackDown has been delivering action-packed, family-friendly programming for two decades. We take away the five years of the Raw Recap Show. Uh, and we look forward to entertaining generations to come as we get we begin this next chapter on Fox. Uh, who says this? Eric Shanks, who is the chief executive officer and executive producer of Fox Sports, quote, since we announced our five-year agreement last June, we have been eagerly counting down the days to launch to the launch of SmackDown Live on Fox Sports. Um, uh, this press release ends. Sorry, it doesn't end. It's a paragraph here. Beginning with the 20th anniversary celebration on Friday, October 4th, SmackDown will air on Fox, 52 weeks a year, captivate fans with a unique combination of edgy receipt action, unpredictable drama, and world-class athleticism. I can't remember who brought up a potential issue with fr- every Friday night between all the other sports, Fox airs, World Series, football, 
Um, like I'm sure there might be some bowl games on on a Friday night. You should preempt it to like Saturday mornings. That'd be cool watching it Saturday morning. You know, like old like Saturday morning cartoons. There's a bowl of cereal. <laughs> be like Biggie with his popcorn. I like how giant your bowl is. Your imaginary bowl is. I used to have a bowl of cereal. A bowl of cereal bowl that was that large. That's awesome. That I would dump half a bowl of cereal into, and just eat for breakfast. You're such on a an extreme person, you know that. <laughs> I like my cereal, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? I used to eat an entire box of Eggos in one sitting. Yeah, man. <laughs> did. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, it says here on and the air since 1999. Yeah, yeah. Backstory about Since the... late August. Oh, I, lo- I always love when they reference other TV shows. SmackDown Live has aired more original episodes than some of the most popular television series of all time, including The Simpsons, Gunsmoke, Lassie, and Monday Night Football. Was Lassie classically like a really long-running show? I think so. How many dogs they go through? I don't know, but I guess there's a lot of people that fell down wells for Lassie to rescue. I know. How many? It was like murder she wrote. What the heck? Yeah. A lot of people died in that small town. A lot of people went down Lassie's uh, town's wells. Yeah. Lassie TV show. Yeah, how many episodes did that run for? Let's find out right now. Uh, let's see here. Oh, my God. Huh. That had to have gone through many dogs. It ran from September of 1954 to guess what year? 76. No, you overshot. 73. Oh, not Still, that much. that's a very long Almost time. Almost 20 years. That's yeah. 19 years. How many episodes? Uh, let's see here. They had... Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, 591. Oh. How many dogs did it have? Let's see here. Probably uh, like 10. Characters and cast. I don't care about the human leads. It's the last thing with the canine leads. Holly, right? Mm. Well, there's a lassie. There's a dog right there. I know, but it doesn't really say. Well, look here. Yeah, I know. It's gonna. I'll, I'll check. I'll check. You just keep on talking. Oh, okay. I mean, that's pretty much it. It's SmackDown, Fox, 20th anniversary. They're making a huge deal about it, as one would expect. I guess they're expecting at the least Raw reunion type ratings, which is what 3.1 million uh, viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, issue though is, sure, you can have this massive celebration, bring out some legends. But unless the show is really good and there's enough in that show for people to want to stick around, mm-hmm. people will show up to see all the old timers and legends. And if they're not captivated by what they see from the, the current roster, they ain't going to watch the next week. Yeah. You can't just rely on the legends to bring in viewers and keep them around. You got to give people something interesting with the current roster. Well, here's the thing, man. It says right here, they're going to bring you a unique combination of edge of your seat action, unpredictable drama, and world-class athleticism. So apparently they're going to bring something they don't really have, the two or three things anyways. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, man. I, I really hope, and I doubt that they do right now, but I really hope that they get their act together in terms of oh, yeah. figuring out how they're going to make them separate, but also good. Yeah, maybe uh, they'll start accepting some of Eric Bischoff's ideas. <laughs> That's funny. Good one. I expect the motorcycle gang to show up on SmackDown any week now. He's at a, well, they've been pushing that Mayans MC uh, thing on. Oh, the there show. you go. They're tying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good tying right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's on FX. The OCMC. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know the earliest depiction of Lassie was in a short story in 1859? Wow. That character had freaking legs, man. Yeah. Holy moly. That was 120 years of Lassie stories. Yeah. According to writer Nigel Clark, the original Lassie who inspired so many films and television episodes was a rough-haired crossbreed who saved the life of a sailor during World War I. Maybe there was many different dogs that they combined into one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find 
people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So the G1 wrapped up uh, last night, Larson. Yeah, We're about to get into spoiler, spoiler ter- territory. Yeah, so if you don't want to get spoiled, if you want to watch G1 finale for yourself, go, wa- go watch your SummerSlam recap. Go, yeah, watch SummerSlam recap. Takeover, something else. Watch Adam Cole roasting Pat McAfee. Watch uh, Matt Riddle. Uh, talk trash to Goldberg on Watch Along. Goldberg, exactly. All, any of that. All that stuff is great. It I is all great. Pat McAfee on a pole match, except the match never ends and you're just up there forever. <laughs> Smiling <Anyways>. to himself. <laughs> that was great. Uh, let's talk. I know it's not in this order in the notes here. Let's talk winner first. The final saw uh, Kota Ibushi, best switchblade, Jay White. Yeah, man. To claim his first G1. Uh, tournament victory. Uh, what do they call Jay White? Knife pervert, something like that. Yeah, yeah, knife pervert. That's right. <laughs> um, I believe Kota Bushi is the first man to ever win Best of the Super Juniors, New Japan Cup, and the G1. Mm-hmm. Wrestle Zone. I thought that this morning. Wrestle Zone said the same thing. Ah, okay. So I'm guessing. Hopefully that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hell of an achievement by Kota Bushi. Yeah, man. Um, he gets his, he gets the main event Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I guess in the 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 post match press conference, he said he wants Okada mm-hmm. since he already beat him mm-hmm. in the G one. So uh, one would presume that would be our main event uh, for the Wrestle Kingdom, at least one of the days, because it's a two night affair now. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll get Okada Bushi for the heavyweight title, uh, Naito versus Knife Pervert mm-hmm. for the Intercontinental <laughs> title, perhaps. Wait, what do they call him? Well, I mean, his nickname is Switchblade, but I've, on Twitter all the time people refer to him as, as Knife Pervert. Oh, I thought no. I thought it just. I thought. I thought it was something else that wasn't as cheesy as knife pervert, which is pretty funny. No, that's kind of like just like. Uh, that's the phrase you told me the other day. They were like, "Yeah, they call him this." Yeah, but that's just on Twitter. People call him knife pervert. New Japan doesn't call him knife pervert. No, I get that. Yeah. but me- several people on Twitter. Yeah, I've seen the phrase. I've seen, I've seen the phrase a lot. <laughs> I really want that on a shirt. Ask Karen. Now. Karen, Karen. Karen. Do people call him knife pervert? <laughs> 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 oh man okay that was Karen says that was due to Chucky and Trent called him <laughs> that when he was in chaos there you go oh he has merch with it okay well then he does okay there you go that's pretty damn official then all right Trent and Chuck of course they started it nice that perfect. sounds that sounds yeah that sounds perfect right there that sounds great amazing <laughs> anyways knife pervert versus Naito maybe mm-hmm. and then uh uh Okada versus Ibushi, but considering Ibushi already beat Okada in the G1, I have a hard time believing he's going to win the title at Wrestle Kingdom. I know you're right about it. No, you're, I, that's exactly what I'm thinking too, because also there's the thing that the champion rarely loses mm-hmm. at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. I don't know much about New Japan, but I do know that. 
Yeah, like um, last year when it happened, when Tanahashi beat Omega, it was the first time in like eight years. It and that seemingly was simply out of like desperate necessity because yeah. Kenny was leaving. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that, I mean, that should be, look, I haven't seen, I'm, I'm going to endeavor this week to watch as much of the G1. I'm going to sort of take, you know, read the temperature in terms of what people thought were the best matches. I mm-hmm. definitely want to see Ibushi Okada. Hell yeah. Um, a ton of those matches I want to watch. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be just a killer match at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I kind of expect, like, my early prediction would be, just given history, Okada's going to win there. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. And a hell of a bout, I'm sure. But, man, yeah, that's going to be just a killer match. Uh, speaking of another uh, potential awesome match that could take place, um, we had a pretty massive moment last night before the main event. Um, so uh, there was a tag match. Uh, Bullet Club members, Tama Tonga. Bad boy, Tama Tonga. Bad boy, Tama Tonga. Tonga Loa. Uh, bad luck, Fale. The underboss, bad luck, Fale. Try to remember all their nicknames. Um, Knife uh, Prevert. <laughs> taking on Kenta, Tomohiro Ishii, and Steve's favorite New Japan wrestler, Yoshihashi. Um, towards the end of that match, Kenta uh, walked, dropped off the apron, walked away from his team, but then came back around, hit Ishii with a, a knee, a go to sleep which allowed Tomatonga to get the pin on Ishii. And so Kenta is now Bullet Club. Kenta. Uh, and so after that that uh, 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 betrayal, mm-hmm. uh, who comes in the ring? Uh, Shibata. Hell to, yes. To a thunderous, a thunderous applause. Sh- Shibata runs in the ring and starts dropping Haymakers. I like there was no attempt to like be like, hey, dude, what are you doing? He just came no, out. No, he came out and just started throwing hands. It was annihilated him. <laughs> he was throwing hands, got him, kicked him in the corner, started throwing stiff forearms, took off his shirt, mm-hmm. looked great, mm-hmm. jacked. Yeah. Hit him with a drop kick, started throwing elbows at uh, uh, Tama Tonga. Yeah. Tonga Loa. Bad, Bad luck, Fale. Uh, in the end, though, numbers too much. Uh, Bullet Club took him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, uh, Kenta sat atop Shibata's chest. Yeah. Uh and uh threw up a two sweet. Love it. Yep. That's great. He is now Bullet Club. They desperately need this. Is for real. They desperately need yeah. this. Is Jay White even a member of Bullet Club still? Yeah, he is. He is? Okay. Yeah. Does Although Tama Tonga does he wear any logos? I don't know. Tama Tonga is like the leader because he said on Twitter, hey I just recruited someone else for Bullet Club. I don't know he's totally the leader. Yeah he's totally the leader. He never should have tweeted out that Jay White is a leader. They really need to stay off Twitter. You should check you should check see if he deleted that tweet. If you delete that tweet, then it never happened. <laughs> I don't think that's how Twitter works, man. Um, no, I mean in terms of kayfabe, if you delete the tweet. Like, oh, oh you okay. You have no evidence of that. Fair enough. Uh, according to WrestleZone, though, Meltzer, Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer himself, had some backstage info about Shibata's in-ring return, saying, quote, Shibata going on the offensive against Kenta was something unbeknownst to the talent backstage. Nobody besides select management was aware that Shibata, who has had brain surgery due to bleeding in the brain, would be pulling off wrestling moves in what was the shocking angle of the evening. I know I was sitting there watching all this hat. Like when I woke up, I, I looked and I was like, who even is that? I was trying to figure out who it was. Cause I didn't, I didn't like full screen my the whole yeah, video yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't tell. It never entered my brain. That could possibly be Shibata. Oh, I just saw a shirt and I was like, Oh damn, that's Shibata. I know. And cause I also had like sleepy eyes. And then I looked, up, I was like, why is Shibata doing all this? Is this like an old clip? No, that's Kenta. That don't make any sense. I was like, Oh my God, he's doing stuff. Uh, but uh, Russell Owen adds that there is no word as if this means Shibata will be returning to the squared circle of a competition. That would be like beyond shocking given the nature of his uh, of his retirement anyways. Yeah, yeah. I mean... As Karen has mentioned, I was talking to Karen a little bit about this uh, before, uh, you know, as she uh, points out, uh, one move, like yeah. one wrong move yeah. can paralyze or, or kill the guy. Yeah. 
So that would be absolutely like yeah, it'd be, shocking it'd be pretty shocking if that happens. If, so if he were to get back in the ring for a I, match, I would really hesitate to think. Or I would really hesitate to think, yeah, that he uh, he would actually be coming back. It's kind of akin to just a more extreme version of Edge dropping a spear on Elias. Yeah, yeah. That don't mean Edge is coming back. No, and I didn't see what the bumps. I you know I saw him uh, beat up Kenta. I didn't see the bump that uh, uh, he took. I didn't see that one. Either. Apparently, Kent uh, dropped him with a PK. Uh, yeah, no, but no. Well, that's the thing, uh, uh, Karen. I hope she doesn't mind me uh, talking about this conversation of ours. Uh, says that uh, a couple of kicks and a corner drop kick paired with a very, very, very protected check uh, 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 PK from or check kick from Kenta doesn't equal an imminent return. Yeah, no, so, I don't think so either. I think the more likely uh, situation would be uh, Kenta versus Ishii in mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Um, doesn't Ishii, he's still the never open weight champion, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems a more likely thing. And Shibata can maybe, uh, walk out with, with Ishii. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that scenario. Yeah. That seems more likely to me. But yeah, it, w- it was thrilling. And as, uh, what a Wittipedia says, uh, kind of uh, terrifying all at the same time. Cause you don't want any sort of wayward strike to hit him in the dome. Yeah, no can have him Yeesh. seriously messed up. Ooh, oh boy. Yeah. So. But anyways, it's pretty awesome to see. It was a hell of a way to, way to wake up this morning to see that clip. Courtesy uh, Matthew Day, he shared that with us. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Matthew. Breaking oh. news to yes. uh, going in raw. That's how awesome our community is. It's they the they allow us seriously. They let us do far less work. Yesterday, yeah, amazing. especially over the weekend during the live stream, you and I, a couple of beers in us, we'll start popping off about any subject, and then our mods have to de- clean it up in chat. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> They're sitting there like. Oh God! They just mentioned Trump. Here we go. Ban, 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 yeah, ban. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, they really are the best. They are the absolute best. Are you ready for raw preview? One of these entries is super long. This should be a hot, hot raw man. Heyman so. is firmly in control. Uh, we have a new Universal Champion. True. Uh, so I'll kick it off. Rollins once again slays the beast. Seth Rollins ribs. Might have been injured at SummerSlam, but his fighting spirit was stronger than ever. After hitting Brock Lesnar with three massive stomps, the Beast Slayer lived up to his moniker to become a two-time Universal Champion, conquering the nigh-unbeatable Lesnar and bringing the coveted title home to Monday Night Raw. The Architects Universal Championship celebration continues tonight on Raw, coming to you live from Toronto's Scotiabank Arena. The Miz and Dolph Ziggler to face off tonight, one night after suffering Goldberg's ring-shaking spear and jackhammer combination at SummerSlam, along with two post-match spears for good measure. The show-off will battle the superstar he originally thought he'd be facing at the biggest event of the summer. As hinted last week, oh sorry, as hinted on last week's Raw, Ziggler will indeed square up with The Miz on Monday's show, a development Miz revealed at the last possible second during what had been advertised as the pair's contract signing for SummerSlam. The A-lister rope-a-dope Ziggler into signing a contract against Goldberg instead, but it appears the former WWE champion will get an ample chance to put his rival in his place. Of course, it might just be uh, as much of a moment of vindication for Ziggler, who is surely reeling following his swift and painful SummerSlam pummeling from the imposing WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, next, what's on tap for the man withstanding the the heart dungeon honored Honed. Honed. Gee whiz. Withstanding the heart dungeon honed arsenal of Natalia, Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch made Canada's own Queen of Hearts tap out to the disarm her to win a hard-fought submission match last night at SummerSlam in Toronto following the man's triumph at the biggest event of the summer. Who? 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 Will be next to challenge Lynch for the coveted 
Raw Women's Title. Will it be Knife Prevert? <laughs> Different one, company. One could hope. This is a really <laughs> long entry. This is hugely long. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross to defend the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against the Kabuki Warriors on Raw. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross will defend their WWE Women's Champion Tag Team Championships on Raw after SummerSlam against a team that came very close to winning them. Instead, Asuka and Kyrie Sane. <clears throat> The Kabuki Warriors will challenge the new champs just one week after the fatal four-way elimination match that saw Bliss and Cross snap the four-month reign of the Iconics. The Kabuki Warriors were the runner-ups in that match, and they might have been the winners if not for some well-timed chicanery. Chicanery on behalf of Cross, who Where's trapped Dave Schilling. <laughs> yeah, who trapped Oscar in the ring apron, distracted Kyrie Sane before she could deliver her signature insane elbow drop to Bliss. The interference catapulted the unlikely duo of Bliss and Cross to championship status. This is Bliss's third distinct title in WWE, and Cross's first, but clearly they'll have their work cut out for them. It's a whole other paragraph. Continuing on. The Kabuki Warriors pursued the titles relentlessly while the Iconics were champions. Uh, they were never on TV. Mm. And coming as close as they did to victory seems to have intensified the chase. Bliss and Cross have an opportunity to etch their names in the history books with the young titles. However, should they choose to rest on their laurels after surviving the Iconics in the rematch during the SummerSlam kickoff, their entry will be a short one. I really hope that this ends up just furthering their feud. Maybe we can get... I, don't, I really want the Kabuki Warriors to have these freaking titles. I don't want this to be just like a one-off thing. They, yeah. really need, they really need to be a dominant tag team. They need to be like the War Raiders of their division. Agreed. That, that, that's how it should that be. It has to be what it is. And Nikki and Alexa need to be like sneaking their way. If they're going to like keep these titles, they need to be sneaking their way out. This can't be like a clean thing. Mm. I'm hoping this ends in like a, a wonk, maybe with the, the Iconics or something. I don't know, man. Anyways, can the OC remain too sweet after SummerSlam? After AJ Styles defeated a ricochet to retain his star-spangled title last night at SummerSlam, the OC remain in possession of the United States Championship and the Raw Tag Team Championship based on the group's sadistic post-match attack on the aerialist. They've lost none of their edge in the wake of their success. With the championship around each member's waist, the OC are the most dominant group on the red brand. Will anyone dare oppose them tonight? Don't miss any of the action tonight on Raw 87 Central on the USA Network. Oh, man. Hell in a Cell comes up. We're going to get a Pat McAfee on a pull match. That never ends. Uh, we got a new member. Uh, did you get this already, Sir Andy Kluber? No, I didn't. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Uh, Austin Luff can confirm those Undisputed Era shirts are softer than the usual WWE quality. Yeah, I think he tweeted at us last night, and uh, he said that the uh, the screen print isn't too obnoxious, and the shirt is very soft. So That's good. Maybe they're, uh, WWE's maybe up in their game. Changing their ways, man. I hope so. We got a, a trio of questions from Dylan Haggett. Uh, who do you guys think will debut in 2K20 this year? It's too early, I would think, for The Fiend. Or it's too late, rather, for The Fiend. Yeah, War Raiders will probably be in it. Yeah, oh yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to be in it. Yeah. Um, Keith Lee. You think Keith Lee's going to be That'd in it? That'd be cool if he were. He's got it. It's been a year. He has Punishment, to Punishment Martinez. He might be in the line. He might be in the line. He, he might be in the future they're stars like, pack. There's man. only one name that I really care about. Dexter Loomis. Yeah. Probably and I hope happen. they give him an entrance with like a, tr a car and like a, somebody's in the trunk. <laughs> Quiet back there. Don't mind that noise. Dylan, uh, again, have you guys checked out the WWE Uncaged albums? I, I can't say I have. I have, I have one of their, the WCDs, the one from the Attitude Era that has all the Attitude Era themes. I have that one. Oh, Somewhere Alec, in the Alex C. mentions, what about Walter and Riddle? 
Matt Riddle, for sure. Yeah. Walter, Walter probably. Uh, I don't know. Apparently. Yeah, I think you missed it. He was in the crowd at TakeOver. Walter was? Yeah, you were out of the room, I think. Oh, you were, okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and I started to do That's a Walter impression. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Interesting. Um, and then Dylan says, every shirt, WB shirt I've gotten recently has mm. been really good and soft. That's they cool. Are oh, we got another member. JD Meg 6118 Thank you. Welcome. And then Sean Lathrop, I want a knife pervert Jay White shirt now. Apparently they have them. Somebody yeah. posted in a... Yeah, look. Jimmy oh. Thomas posted in a, in a Discord. Unless he literally just made that, but I don't think he did. I think it's a real thing. Yeah, check his Pro Wrestling tee shop. Anyways, let's answer some questions here. Yes, yes. Uh, let's see here. Cody Miles, Shibata's run-in had a pop so huge for a Japanese audience. Is there a pop you wish you could have experienced live? I wish I could have been there for Jericho's debut. Mm-hmm. That moment when mm-hmm. his name is just everything right there. Yeah. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Break the walls down. Right. Break the wall. Uh, maybe when Daniel Bryan won the belt for WrestleMania 30. That was probably pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that would have been huge, too. That would have been great. Uh, let's yeah, see. There it is. Knife pervert. Oh, perfect. i get one of those. Uh, Dominus one. Do you think that NXT call-ups as we know them might become a thing of the past if these two-hour Fox Sports 1 rumors are true? So, I mean, if it moves to Fox Sports 1, it's two hours, it's live. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would, would call-ups then become more akin to, especially if main roster talent's coming over to NXT, they'd be a true third brand at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would hope that's the goal. It'd be the whole more idea. along the lines. If they have distinct rosters on main, it would just be a distinct NXT roster. Mm-hmm. And maybe they would be funneling people through there a bit more. That would make it different, I guess. But yeah, it would. I mean, it would make the main roster call up a bit less special, maybe. Yeah. Because it'd be less of a call up and more just a shift. Yeah, it'd be more of a lateral or diagonal shift rather than a call directly up. Once you reach a certain level and you move over to like SmackDown, it's going to be less of a yeah, less of a big deal. But here's here's the thing, I, for me, it's not necessarily the idea that somebody's like graduating to for, to the main roster. No, it's how are they? How does it impact the story? If mm-hmm. it truly makes an impact and is a big surprise, oh my god, they were in NXT yesterday and now they're on you know whatever. That's sort of the bigger deal to mm-hmm. me. You know. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, next, we got uh, Bryson Tyler. Where's Dan Matha? He's got a new name now. He's tagging with uh, Riddick Moss. Yeah, I know somebody will know his name. Uh, it's something weird. Yeah, and I, I read something that Riddick Moss is. Uh, was that on Fightful? Did Fightful have that Riddick Moss's like work ethic? It's, it was Fightful, or it was I WrestleVote. Yeah, maybe it was WrestleVote. That said that he's been impressing people at the PC. Yeah. That he's got like a super professional work ethic and he's always there, et cetera, et cetera. So that's cool. Um, Jimmy Thomas uh, said, I saw this on Twitter, but should Bray's Lantern be Finn's head when he faces his next opponent? I'd be all for that, but that Bray Lantern is something cool. It is probably cool. took a long time to yeah. actually make I just, that. Thing. I like the idea of him kind of uh, incorporating moves from his fallen opponents. Me too. Me too. So which, let me ask you this then. Here's a question from Steve here. For Sling Larson. Blade. That's what he should take from Finn. He started doing the sling blade. But he should kind of do it more like his crossbody. Mm-hmm. Or instead of just kind of wrapping himself around, he's like doing a flying, diving clothesline. Yeah. But it like, yeah, somebody's head. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm down with that. I don't want to see him do a coup de gras. He'd probably mess himself no, up. He messes, he messes himself up. And, your, and his opponent. 
Uh, let's see. Otherwise, here. Finn just does a lot of drop kicks. Cody says, personally, I couldn't care less about the backlog. If I can't get NXT or 205, I'm out of the network. Where are you going to watch your pay-per-views then? There you go. May doesn't like pay-per-views. Uh, Anthony Valentine, what's next for The Fiend after his win over Vacation Balor? Yeah, that's our non-news story right there. Oh, that. cool. New AEW signee. We'll do yes. the vacant guy with the question mark. Exactly. All right. Uh, what's that? What's the question? What's next for The Fiend? Now that Finn's going on vacation. Uh, so it's a bit of a step down in the in the pecking order, but maybe Apollo Cruz. I kind of feel I kind of feel like they need to keep this momentum up with the Fiend, and it's going to be relatively high profile opponents. Give us a name. Hell, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Let's go right after Roman. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Probably not going to happen. Uh, another one from Ray. Me. Ray's a big name. Yeah. Like Ray's a big name. Ray is seemingly in, in the company, or at least the company views Ray as, in the company as someone to get younger talent over. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Valentine, is Seth's second universal title reign going to be better or worse than the first? If worse, then how could he make it better? Um... Well, hopefully it's better because I'm guessing his first feud won't be against Baron Corbin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blake Elizondo, with NXT possibly hitting cable TV, should they replace it on the network with NXT Breakout to highlight their developing talents on the level of those seen in the Breakout tournament like NXT was before? I am all in favor of that idea, and I thought I had heard, like Meltzer or something had said. We suggested that idea at one point that if they're going to put NXT on cable, then, then have make NXT like a purely developmental thing and do like the, the, the developmental talents that do the Florida loop. What a great name. Blake has a great idea here. NXT yeah. breakout. Yeah, it's good. And uh, yeah, I think that's a terrific idea. Cause for one thing you keep that at full sale, you keep the develop like the super developmental stuff at full sale um, because they're a very inviting crowd mm-hmm. uh, and they like to see that stuff. Yeah. And then you, 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 you do the big NXT stuff mm-hmm. on cable uh, on the cable. Wow. What a great idea. And then you keep Cody miles. Because Cody said, without NXT, he's leaving. Oh, yeah. So you get to keep him. Yeah, there you go. Brandon Lusala. Could Brock come to SmackDown now? Yeah, it's entirely possible. Oh, yeah, for sure. Entirely possible. Can you imagine the heat on that guy if he takes that title off Kofi? Hot heat. Yes. Hot heat. Max Zero, should the Fiend be used sparingly like the Demon? And if so, should regular Bray use a different theme? P.S. The new remix sounds full of slasher horror compared to the more psychological thriller creepy original. I love it. It's also confirmed that Code Orange did that. Yeah, yeah. saw that. Yeah. Sort of too, yes. Um, uh, I just think I, I enjoy the delineation between in ring, it's all Fiend, and uh, in promos, it's all on the Tron, and it's all Firefly Funhouse but Bray. But both characters, the Firefly Funhouse Bray and the Fiend, have like an obvious like conflict going on in their heads, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I like that. So I don't want to see Firefly Funhouse Bray in the ring unless. Never. Unless Bray Wyatt, who allegedly has been at the the head of all this creative behind The Fiend, unless he has a story in mind long term for how this can play out and how that can happen, I'm totally willing to see how I it goes. I kind of feel like uh, uh, Firefly, Bray, Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt only exists in Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, sure. I think that's the only realm or, or, or platform which he Maybe exists. Maybe that's the conflict. The two universes are being mm-hmm. like ripped apart. Could be. There's so much cool stuff happening there, potentially. I know. Alex C., is it wrong for New Japan to use Shibata for in-ring heat if he actually isn't returning to the ring? 
I'm going to say, so that was like the, that was sort of the, the conversation starter for me with Karen, because she seems, she's more tuned in number one to uh, Japanese wrestling Twitter, mm-hmm. which obviously I don't know the language she does. And she's very tuned into that stuff. That's what I asked her was because when I woke up this morning and I saw the Shibata stuff, a lot of American wrestling Twitter was saying, Oh, he's back. He's back. Hold on a second. Pump no, your brakes. He's not back. And so my question was for the Japanese audience, are they sort of savvy enough to understand, well, this, no, he's not back. They're not going to do that. Uh, and if that's the case, it's, it's sort of like asking, is it wrong for Edge to drop a spear knowing that he's not going to come back? And I don't think that it is because no, it we're is savvy enough to understand, no, it's fine. He's not going to come back. Yeah. He's, you know, he's still messed up. Yes. And this is a fairly protected sequence. So there you go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, Greg Morris, God willing, Kofi doesn't drop the title to Orton. Who does he lose it to? Could he lose it to the Fiend? Demon versus Fiend at Mania for the title. That's all the money. Uh, I would say Brock. Yeah, it's probably. I, I mean, honestly, like if they 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 have actually done a fairly good job because of Brock building up that Universal Championship, mm-hmm. and hopefully with Heyman at the helm, they'll keep that momentum regardless of who has it. Uh, and then you put Brock over there on SmackDown. And I mean, you want a big mainstream name for that SmackDown on Fox, and you want like a ton of heat. Yeah, put that title on on Brock, yep. and then give Kofi a really, really strong feud with him. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know, man. You can build Kofi into something even more, even bigger, if eventually he takes on Brock and he beats Brock for the title. Yeah, like no. you want to, you want to use that same sort of that same sort of Brock uh, uh, rub and do it with Kofi. Yeah, man, I think that could be huge. Uh, Jack Nesmith, MA, if Johnny Gargano is called up to the main roster, who do you think his first feud should be with and what brand should he be be on? He's rooting for SmackDown. You know the one way I could have been totally on board with Gargano going to 205 is if Daniel Bryan went there first. Yeah, I know. Could you imagine if Daniel Bryan goes to 205 and it's like, whoa, all bets are off now, and then Gargano shows up. Woo! Maybe something else. Wow. Uh, to answer Jack's question, I'm going to say uh, Andrade. Ooh, Andrade versus Gargano. We've seen it, and it's excellent. How about this? You have Ray and Andrade do their hair versus maskers match. And then at the tail end of that, Gargano comes out and challenges Ray Mysterio. Says, hey, now that you're done with him, I want to take on the best as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, Dalton, kayfabe reason why people don't bleed anymore. Kayfabe reason. Yeah. They're smaller. Don't, like people don't hit as hard. Yeah, they don't hit as hard. I mean, that's why you see those like the in the little tiny divisions in UFC. Those guys just swing for the fences on each other's yeah, heads. Yeah, they can't knock each other out. <laughs> they can't knock each other out because they're tiny. You can't kayfabe like height. I mean, it's obvious they're smaller. Yeah. Unless you make unless it's like forced perspective, you make the ring smaller. <laughs> Lower the ropes. Forced perspective. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're gonna do on SmackDown on Fox. We have cameras that have like you know. Uh, Ed Duran, when the XFL launches next year, will Vince still have the final say on creative or will he give up some power? Oh, man, no, Vince will always have the final, final say. say. Uh, Mr. Fabulous, do you think that it would benefit Finn to come back heel and join up with the OC? It would benefit him to come back and feud with the OC then eventually join them. Uh, yeah, in the end, I want him with the OC. Yeah, yes, that to, would benefit him greatly. He'd have to feud with him first, though. Donnie D, has Bullet Club officially become 1999 NWO? No, they're not the, the the ranks aren't bloated yet. 
Well, they were bloated in, I think, 90, wasn't 99 when they pared down quite a bit? Which one? What was the silver and black? That was Jeff Jarrett, Bret Hart. That was towards the end. That was 2000. That was NWO 2000, I think. Yeah, towards the end of 98 is when they got the band got back together fully. It was after, fully. It was after, no, it was early 99. Early finger, 99, yeah, okay. Finger poke doom. And that's when they really pared them down. Kind of. They, like, cut everybody from the B team, right? But it was still, I mean, it was it was pretty much all a wolf pack, and then, you know, the top tier guys from What was the most Hollywood. underwhelming, what's the most underwhelming version of NWO that it was in WCW? Because the answer to that question is WWE's NWO. Yeah. Well, it was when Jeff Jarrett was leading it. Right. Yeah. So is current Bullet Club at that level? It's got, it's got Knife Pervert and Kenta and Bad Boy Tom Tonga still. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, let's see here. Mm, I didn't. Well, uh, Nikhil says on this. Sorry, I didn't mean to pull a con there. I didn't. On the subject of Gargano, did you see his reaction to Bray Wyatt's entrance during their watch along? Is he going to start wearing a fiend uh, themed gear now? Gargano is he a big mark for the fiend? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Blake Elizondo, if your war game winner take all theory is true. Wouldn't Montez be really upset if he pinned Cole and Johnny gets the NXT title? I mean, that's a stipulation. He would be aware of the stipulation walking into it. Wait, I'm sorry. What was the question? So if the if the War Games winner-take-all theory is true, wouldn't Montez, for example, uh, in theory, wouldn't Montez be upset if he was the one who pinned Adam Cole, yet Johnny be the one to win the title? Nah, I don't know. I think it's just, hey, you go in there. Yeah, like you said, you're aware of the stipulation. You want to keep your title. You pin whoever you can pin. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But then, I mean, you could potentially get a story out of that saying, exactly. hey, I pinned you, Adam Cole. And then they do a singles match on TV and Adam Cole goes over. Uh, Yashaz. Yash. Ozvi Tripathi. Sorry. Uh, do you think Shane will take over for Vince, not Triple H? Yashazvi Tripathi. What a great name. Uh, Klondike, Probably not. Probably not. Klondike Shay. Uh, after Edge's spear last night, please reiterate to the fans why this isn't his return. A lot of people have been saying he's cleared for entering when he's not. No, clearly no, he is not. Not. He has done a wonderful job moving on as well. Yeah. So. so, yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I know wrestling Twitter just goes crazy sometimes, man. Yeah. They just go crazy sometimes. Uh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Juan Guerrero Jr. says, why has the picture of us three been moved out of the frame? Mr. Triple Mania needs his shameless self Is that true? Yeah, it's, right on, the edge. it's on the edge of Sasha over there. What? Oh. Oh, because I think the other day we like chain. We like, uh, it's, sometimes we'll take that camera and we'll do stuff. Yeah, move, we'll move the frame a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll widen out a little bit for you. I love Juan Guerrero. Oh, he's, he's great. <clears throat> uh, Ryan Haft with the hashtag Twitch is over party trending. Any chance going in raw moves to Mixer for live streaming gameplay? No, now that apparently pornography is legal on Twitch, we're probably going to stay there even more. We might switch our entire podcast there, given that we can now do whatever we want seemingly on Twitch. So do you know what the story behind all that is? Yeah. What is it? Twitch. Uh, so I, I kind of know half of it. Uh, Ninja left Twitch for Mixer. Yes. Twitch started using his channel to promote other channels, which apparently they didn't do at all for anybody and is a super petty move. 
uh, one of those channels somehow, some way, ended up being the pornogra- pornography thing of some sort. I didn't know that. You could... I'm not sure how that got through. Yeah, anything. I don't, I, that seemed like a terms of service violation. A massive one. So that was, I think, an oversight mistake. But in the first place, they were promoting popular Twitch channels, and that one ended up being one of them. I'm sure maybe somebody in chat can help fill in yeah. how the porn channel ended up there anyways. Yeah, who knows? Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. That, but Ninja was pretty upset about it. I would imagine. Yeah, he said, because he, he dropped this little video. He seems like a fairly down-to-earth guy, uh, given his success, especially. He said some long lines of, you know, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to, like, make it a thing. But ever since I left... There has been a couple things that Twitch has been doing that I noticed has been kind of petty. And then they just basically turned my profile into an advertisement for other channels that I have no say over, and it's my profile. So, yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. <clears throat> yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a, it's a platform that's still going through growing pains. Oh, yeah. Like any other platform. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, <clears throat> any, any, any platform that you're on these days... Because digital media is so new, they're going to go to like, look, we're not entirely enthused about a lot of YouTube's policies. Nope. But, I mean, that's where we make a lot of our income. Yeah. That's how we and do the show. It's always been a constantly evolving process, and you kind of have to adapt to the changes we're in the, when you find out what they are. We are still, even after, since 2006, I think, or 2005, YouTube's been around. I mean, that's literally only... It's 14 years. I mean, when did TV, like... Debut nineteen fifty. Well, I mean, for 19... commercial sale, I think yeah. in the forties. Yeah, I mean, so like we're in the nineteen fifties of TV, which was still very, very new. So. They didn't have uh, color TVs. They yet. had all sorts of porno in nineteen fifties TV. That is totally not true. They couldn't even show men and women in bed be, together. You had to be in there with the rabbit ears to get that <laughs> scramble. <laughs> oh, exactly. So, uh, so yeah. Anyways. Uh, I think is that it? Yeah, it's good. All right. Um, today on Overrun, we're going to reveal revealed who the new colorful signee of AEW is officially. And we'll do it with our hands in our pockets. Contracted exactly, very slowly and like a days ago. So thanks everybody for watching. We do appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.